Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling. From AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering Monday Night Raw from 4 from 5:24 and Friday Night SmackDown from 5:28. So let's get on with the show, shall we? Alright, first, Monday Night Raw for 5:24. MVP opens Raw. Of course, he introduces Bobby Lashley like he did last week. And again, Bobby Lashley comes out with the lovely ladies. As always, Bobby Lashley styling and profiling like only Bobby Lashley can. They talk for a little bit. And, of course, Bob, MVP talks about what happened last week. And we get to see the recap on the Titantron, which is a huge recap. Talking about what happened last week involving, you know, everything with Lashley. But then we move on, and of course, uh, he asks for an explosive round of applause and calls Bobby Lashley handsome. Everyone knows Bobby Lashley's handsome. Anybody who watches, and some of you guys and ladies out there may disagree that Bobby Lashley isn't. You may not like Bobby Lashley, like I said, as a WWE champ. You, you know, if you don't, give me a shout out on my social media. Tell me what you think. I mean, you may not like Lashley at all. You, I mean, you may be a Braun Strowman fan. You may be a Drew McIntyre fan. Heck, you may be a Kofi Kingston fan. Either way, guys, to me, as a female wrestling fan, I love Bobby Lashley. He is on fire right now, and I love him. He's a great WWE champ. Yeah, he's really showcasing what he can do, and I love it. But of course, they don't give him a round of applause. They boo him. They boo him, and I don't like that they boo him because Bobby Lashley really is a good champ. He really is. He you know, showcases what a heel champ should be. He actually is really good. Anyways, he talks about the dark cloud. MVP does, but the dark cloud hanging over, you know, Bobby Lashley's reign as champion, and that black cloud is known as Drew McIntyre, and it follows him from place to place. It's like this little rain shower that just doesn't want to go away, doesn't want to leave, you know, Bobby Lashley alone. You know, he's just, you know, he's just going on about how Drew McIntyre is like a thorn in Lashley's side, that little black rainstorm cloud that doesn't want to go away. Well, then, Bobby Lashley decides he wants to talk about it. He says, look, I'm done with Drew. I'm completely and absolutely done with Drew. I want to move on. Yeah, I want a, you know, a good opponent, someone that I can face, you know, that will give me, you know, a good challenge. Da, 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 da. I don't want to deal with Drew McIntyre anymore. Drew's just not something I want to deal with. Well, then, the MVP starts making fun of Drew. And then he starts making fun of the person who faced him last week and actually, guys, actually pinned Bobby Lashley. And I'm talking about our good friend from the New Day, Kofi Kingston. He's making fun of both of them. I mean, making a mockery of these two. MVP just won't stop. You know, then all of a sudden, Drew McIntyre's music hits. Here comes that little black cloud that doesn't want to leave Drew McIntyre. I want to leave Bobby Lashley alone. Here he comes again, going to hover over Lashley and MVP and rain on their little party as usual. It's Drew, guys. It's what Drew does. That's what Drew always does. So it's kind of fun to see this interaction with Drew and Bobby. I like this. I like the create. I told you guys a few weeks ago that I told you guys back at WrestleMania. This 
match between Lashley and Drew could go all the way to next year's WrestleMania if WWE, WWE Creative played it right. So far, they're playing it right. The only thing that they've kind of threw us a curveball is, is they've put, of course, Braun Strowman, and now they've put Kofi Kingston into the storyline, which kind of mixes it up a little bit. I kind of like the fact that, you know, they kind of put Kofi in it. I like that little spin. It's a good spin, and it's a good way to give Kofi another push to possibly another title run later on down the line. It's a great show. I mean, it really is. It's a great storyline. I love it. But he comes up, and he tells, basically tells MVP and Bobby Lashley, whatever your business is, is my business. As long as you're holding uh, my WWE title, I'm going to always be in your rearview mirror, right there staring at you, waiting for my opportune moment to strike. Just be prepared, guys, because that's what I'm coming for. You have what I want. He tells him that he wants one more rematch. One more, but this time he wants it a one-on-one -on -one rematch. He doesn't want no triple threat. He doesn't want a fatal four-way. He doesn't want any of that. He wants a one-on-one -on -one rematch with Bobby Lashley. This time, just him and Bobby in the ring, one-on-one, -on -one, going for that title. Can't say I blame Drew. He deserves, you know, I agreed that at WrestleMania Backlash, he kind of, him and Lashley both, kind of got... You know, messed up in this match because Braun Strowman stuck his nose where it shouldn't have been. Granted, Strowman did win the opportunity, but still, it should have been Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. They deserve that one on one fight because, guys, if you watch WrestleMania this year, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley brought the fight. They brought it before it even started. Before the match even started, we really thought there was going to be a fight in the back. We were sure of it. And then they really brought the fight. It was a heck of a way to open WrestleMania. So it would only be fair for us to see part two of this fight and see where these two boys take it. But it seems that creative wants to add, always wants to add a third person into it, which to me is not fair to the WWE champ, Bobby Lashley. And it sure as heck ain't fair to Drew McIntyre, who deserves a chance to fight Lashley one-on-one. -on -one. It's only, I mean, if Lashley and Drew want to fight, come on, WWE creative. Let them duke it out. Let them finish their, you know, the, let them finish their squabble. Let them finish their story and let Drew either get the title and go on or let Lashley move on and have it. You know, a better opponent. It's only fair. But uh, he basically tells me he wants that one-on-one -on -one rematch, and then he tells Lashley that he doesn't quite measure up or have the balls. And ask the ladies, does he have balls? Have you seen him have balls? That to me was hilarious. That is classic Drew. Drew, you know, making that, you know, poking at that champ, poking at him, trying to get his, you know, get his. I can figure out. There it goes. Alright, anywho, it was a great, great, great matchup. I'd be mean, great, fantastic. But, anywho, like I said, that's how Drew is. That's how Drew rolls. And I love it. Sorry, guys, we had some technical difficulties. Got it back online. We're rolling again. You know, sometimes how, you know, 
when we're recording, when I'm doing a podcast, sometimes technical difficulties. But anyways, back to what I was saying. He did ask the ladies if he had balls. That's typical of Drew McIntyre. Totally typical of Drew. You expect that from Drew. It's, it's it, it was a great little thing there that he said. Then Lashley says, you had to go to the measures of basically hitting me in the face with MVP's cane. So that Kofi Kingston could win. That's the level you had to stoop to, Drew. You couldn't just let it be a one-on-one match between me and Kofi. No, you had to stick your nose where it didn't belong. People, Drew McIntyre is mad. He is furious. He's fuming that he hasn't got a chance to have a one-on-one match. And I agree with him. It's, you know... Lashley and him are pretty much getting cheated out of a chance to do part two of their match. They really are. And they just keep throwing people in. Of course, after he says that, Kofi comes out. And Kofi basically tells him, I pinned the WWE champ. That gives me the right to have a shot at set WWE champ. The whole time Lashley and MVP are shaking their head going, nope, nope, nope. Lashley basically mouthing off, you ain't worthy. You're you're not good enough to face me one-on-one. This isn't going to work. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Nope, not going to happen. Lashley goes ahead and says, well, the only reason why you got that is because Drew helped you get it. He's the only reason that you pinned, you know, me. So you should be thanking Drew. Drew, of course, says, you're welcome. Kofi goes, excuse me? Gets in the ring and goes, what did you say? He says, I said, you're welcome. Whole time, Lash and MVP just kind of step back and let the fireworks fly because they know what they did. They know they set it up. They knew exactly what they were doing when they did it. So they were just like, but it was kind of funny to see. But anywho, so they're standing back and they're watching. Drew and Kofi are going at each other. Kofi saying that I don't need your help, Drew, to do this. I don't need your help to do that. You don't, you know, you're not, you know, I don't need you for this. So I don't even know why you're, you know, they set this up. They set up Kofi and Drew to fight. So they can sit back and watch the fireworks and watch the sparks fly. So they're standing there watching it and they're laughing. Well, Pierce comes out. Adam Pierce comes out because Adam Pierce is going to solve this problem right now. He's going to end this right now so that this doesn't escalate any further and they don't get into a slug match and, you know, Lashley does something crazy or goofy or, you know, the whole time MVP and Lashley leaning against the ropes laughing and enjoying it, you know, just chilling and relaxing. Pierce comes out and basically goes, I'm going to solve this right now. Tonight, on Monday Night Raw, we are going to have Drew versus Kofi. The winner of that match will go on to face Bobby Lashley for the title at Hell in a Cell. Drew and Kofi are all for it. Of course, MVP makes his cane a little comment. Oh, we're going to be sitting up there in the, in the VIP lounge to watch this little fight. People, anybody who watches WWE knows when people sit up and watch a fight, somewhere along the line, they're going to get involved. At some point, they're going to try to sway the match in their favor so that they get the, the opponent they want to beat, the opponent that they really, truly want to face to prove a point. So, we have a hell, we have a match later on. Getting that match later on that night, we get the match right after commercial break. Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre. 
Whoever wins gets to face Bobby Lashley for the title inside Hell in a Cell. This match is absolutely incredible. MVP's got the lounge up, the VIP lounge up at the entrance, and the entrance ramp. The ladies are there. Bobby and MVP and the ladies are drinking champagne. They're chilling back, relaxing, enjoying this match. Love watching what's going on. Drew, basically, the whole time that him and Kofi are fighting, he knows Lashley's up there, so he'll turn around and taunt Lashley. Just taunt him. Trying to get him to come down there. Trying to get him to cause a DQ so that Drew will win and get to face Lashley. The whole time, he's doing this. This fight is back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Kofi, Drew. Kofi, Drew. You're not sure which one's going to win. It's just an incredible match to watch because... They're two different styles of wrestling, but they both work so well together, it's interesting to see. You know, two faces facing each other, it's incredible. It's an incredible fight. Of course, later on in the match, Drew does try one more time to taunt Bobby Lashley to come down there. Because he's wanting him to make that wanting him to make that move. Wanting him to cause a DQ so that Drew gets a shot at Lashley at Hell in a Cell. Guess what? Bobby Lashley takes off his coat and walks down there. Drew is elated. He's like, finally, he's going to come down here. Finally, we, you know, we're going to get this. No, him and MVP casually go over and sit by the commentator's desk. Just casually walk over there and sit by him and MVP while the girls are still up in the VIP lounge. The match continues. It continues. It eventually spills outside. Now, when it spills outside and you've got somebody you're sitting outside that could, you know, could be your possible opponent, you know... Any wrestling fan knows something is going to happen that's going to force that opponent sitting at the commentary desk to come at you. You know it's going to happen. Well, Kofi, since Drew outside the ring, climbs up to the top rope and does a 450 splash off the top the post into Drew McIntyre. When he threw into MVP and Bobby Lashley sitting at the commentator's desk. Bingo! Told you! Knew something was going to happen. Well, they don't like it. They don't like it at all. They come in there and they start... First MVP attacks Kofi. And then Lashley attacks Drew. We have no definitive winner. We have no... I mean, we don't know who won. It's, you know, it's a double DQ. We don't know. But Drew gets mad because Lashley got involved. He claymores Bobby Lashley. I mean, claymores him out of the ring. It was an incredible claymore. It was just, I mean, it was no definitive winner. We're not sure. We're, you know, you're kind of sitting there going, okay, Adam Pierce, what are you going to do about this? Because we didn't get a clear winner as to who's going to face Bobby Lashley. Are we going to get another triple threat match at Hell in a Cell? What are we going to get? You need to give us something. Hoping maybe Pierce will, you know, clarify this and clear this up later on in the night and maybe solve the problem that we're having. Who knows? We don't know. But as I said, guys, no definitive winner. Double DQ. Don't know who won. We'll wait and see what Pierce does and later on in the night. Now we move on, of course, to the women. Charlotte and Rhea just cannot seem to stay out of each other's way and out of each other's faces. And mostly it's Charlotte starting with Rhea Ripley because apparently she thinks she's the opportunity. All women have to go through her to get an opportunity at the WWE Women's Champion. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Sorry, Charlotte. You are not the opportunity. The opportunity comes when Adam Pearce or you know, Sonya Deville give you the opportunity. You are not the opportunity. I don't know where you're getting this, but of course her and Rhea have a confrontation. 
they have a big confrontation, and they're both going back and forth. Well, Nikki Cross comes up. Yay, Nikki's back. I'm so happy to see Nikki Cross come back. She comes back and basically says, look, I want to face y'all. I want to face one of you. I want to prove that I can do what I say I can do. And Charlotte goes, well, too bad I have a match with Asuka tonight. But you can face Rhea if you like. And Nikki's like all excited. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I face Rhea? Can I face Rhea? And, of course, Rhea's like, okay, I'll give you a shot. Fighting champion right there. Fighting champion, ladies and gentlemen. When someone comes to you and says, I want an opportunity at any champion, doesn't matter who it is, if you are a true fighting champ, even if it's not for the title, you give them the shot. You give them a shot to prove what they can do. Can they go one-on-one with you? Can they go head-to-head with you? You, as a fighting champ, that's what you do. That's just what you do. That's just common courtesy. Rhea does that. So, it's Nikki Cross versus Rhea Ripley, you know, coming up next. Of course, we get Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Cross. Now, here's the deal. Charlotte said earlier in that confrontation that she could beat Nikki Cross in two minutes. So this sets up, can Rhea beat Nikki Cross in two minutes? So basically, this fight is Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross in a two-minute beat-the-clock challenge. If Rhea cannot get Nikki to tap out or submission or a pin, Nikki wins the fight. But she has to be able to do it in two minutes. She has to be able to beat Nikki in two minutes. It's an interesting fight. It, 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 it's really interesting. I mean, Rhea really isn't focusing on that clock. That's her biggest problem. She's so busy focused on Nikki that she's not and taunting Nikki and trying to tease Nikki that she's not paying attention that she has to pin Nikki in two minutes. She has to in order to win. And she's not paying attention to that. Which becomes the downfall of Rhea Ripley because Rhea literally drags it out to the clock stops. Does not get a pinfall. Does not get a submission. Nikki Cross beats her in two minutes. Charlotte comes out and starts making fun of Rhea because Rhea couldn't beat Nikki in two minutes. Nikki is excited because she just beat the WWE Raw Women's Champion. She just did it. She says she accomplished what she said she was going to do. Charlotte is elated. She thinks it's hilarious. She thinks it's great. Of course, after that, we lead into Charlotte versus Oscar again. Creative. I'm going to emphasize this to everybody out there in the wrestling universe. Creative, I believe, have lost their touch. They can't come up with anyone else to face Charlotte. So they have to keep putting her with either Rhea or Oscar. Guys, come on. Pull Charlotte out of the fight and bring, you know, you've got other women back there in the locker room like Nikki Cross who deserve an opportunity to go at Rhea Ripley. You have other women out there that deserve the opportunity to go at Charlotte. You've got a ton of women in the back and you're only using Oscar, Rhea, and Charlotte. Move on, guys. Move on. This is the same old, same old match. We're, we're tired of seeing Charlotte versus Oscar. Who's better, Charlotte or Oscar? We both know they're both good. They're both great competitors. As a female wrestling fan, they're both great competitors. They both bring good things to the table. So why do we have to have this fight over and over and over and over and over again? It's 
pointless. There's no point in it. it it's old. It's getting stale. Let's move on. Of course, Charlotte does beat Asuka. Who didn't see that coming? I mean, Asuka beat her last week. Who didn't see Charlotte beating her this week? Come on, guys. Stop using the same storyline. Move on. You've got plenty of talent back there in the women's division that deserve a shot at the title. That deserve a shot at any of the girls. Stop using Charlotte all the time. It's, it, gets, it gets old. It gets really old and stale. MVP and Bobby Lashley. Here we go back to them again. They're having fun with the girls and they're just enjoying themselves and da da da. Fast forward to prior. Or should we say rewind to prior? Drew and Kofi are in the back and they're really upset because there really is no definitive winner in their fight because, of course, MVP and Bobby Lashley attacked them both, making it a double DQ. Adam Pierce comes up. And basically tells them, look guys, I'm going to solve this right now. This is going to be solved because this, this is getting ridiculous. There was no definitive winner. I don't like that there was no definitive winner. We're going to solve this right now. We're going to take care of this. He tells Drew McIntyre and, uh, and Kofi Kingston, y'all are going to have another fight next Monday night on Raw. The winner of that match will go on to face Bobby Lashley in, at Hell in a Cell for the title. But there's a stip. I want to make sure that Drew, that Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston both have a fair fight. I want to make sure that that is perfectly clear. So I have an ultimatum for Bobby Lashley and MVP to guarantee you guys get a fair fight and we get a definitive winner with no interruptions. Fast forward to when he finds MVP and Lashley. He basically tells them he wants to see them in his office immediately. So, of course, they go go in there. Don't know what's going on? We'll find out. Don't know what the definitive winner part is? We're going to find out. Mandy and Dana come up, and everybody knows Raw's going back on the road. 25 cities, 25 dates of Raw and SmackDown. They start in Dallas, Texas in July, and there is 25 dates total. If you guys want to go see them live, go get your tickets. They go on sale. They went on sale this past Friday. And the tickets for Dallas and then went on sale the Friday, the Friday before last. So, guys, if you want to go see Raw or SmackDown Live and they're coming to one of your cities, go catch them. It's, it, it, just go catch them. It would be an amazing thing to get to see Raw and SmackDown. But they're excited to go back. Everybody in WWE is excited to go back on the road. All the fans are excited to see them back on the road. It's good to see them returning. As long as they're doing it safely, and as long as they're doing it right, it's great to see the crowd because it kind of lets you know, hey, life's starting to pick back up. We're starting to see, you know, things rolling again. As long as you do it safely, I'm all for it, WWE. Go for it. But they're talking about how they're excited to return on the road and get to see the fans, and I'm excited to see them too. I love seeing them. I've been to a couple, you know, a WWE live show. It was incredible. It's a great, you know, great show. You get to see some great people. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. So I'm kind of excited to see them go back on the road too, as long as they're doing it safely. Well, MVP and Lashley go into Pierce's office. Pierce is standing there waiting on him. He asks him, is this how you guys, was this how you want to be represented as a champ, Lashley? You want to be represented as a cheater? Someone who won't Sit back and let a fair fight go on and let a fair match go on and not get involved. Is this how you want to be represented? Is this how you want to be perceived as a champ? 
And he tells them, okay, guys, as you know, I made the rematch, but I had a stip. The match is for next week. I have a stip. He says, and I know you guys like that I'm doing that, but you're not going to like what I'm about to say because Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston already know the stip, and they're happy with it, and I'm happy with it too, and this is only fair. Here comes the stip, guys. Either one of you, and I mean either of you, MVP or Bobby Lashley, either one of you, get involved in this fight. Bobby Lashley will be suspended for 90 days without Hey, meaning you better not come out to that ring. MVP better not come out to that ring. Nobody better get involved. Because if you do, you're suspended for 90 days. No pay. Bobby Lashley's not happy about that. Ooh, Bobby Lashley's fuming. MVP has to push him out and go, just wait for Hell in a Cell, champ. Leave it at Hell in a Cell. He's pushing him out. Bobby Lashley is mad. To me, I think that's fair. Because every time that there has been a match with Drew, Lashley is... Granted, Drew taunted him. Drew did taunt him. He did taunt him to come down there so that he could get the DQ. That, to me, wasn't fair to Kofi. But in the same token, they should have stayed out of it. It was that it, it was they were sitting in the line of fire. What do they think was going to happen when Kofi hit him? What do they think was going to happen? He was going to fall into him. If you sit in the line of fire, you're going to get hit. It's just how it is. I mean, it's obvious. If you're sitting on commentary, you're going to get hit. So, I mean, Bobby's mad. We're going to see what happens. Truthfully and honestly, we all know MVP is going to come up with some little scheme or some little schematic to keep him and Bobby out of it, but bring somebody else in to guarantee that they get the opponent they want and not the opponent they don't want. Maybe enters in T-Bar and Mace. Maybe we might get T-Bar and Mace to attack them in the middle of the match. Don't know. We're going to see. That could lead to the you know, continue the T-Bar and Mace being connected to Bobby Lashley and MVP storyline. That kind of got threw up in the air and we don't know what's going on with it. That's what it could lead to. Don't know. Sheldon Benjamin, I've told you guys, I Sheldon Benjamin is a heck of a competitor. He is a great wrestler. He's a great in-ring performer. Killer on the mic. Does great promos. Really good veteran. I respect the veterans in WWE. You respect your veterans in any company. Any company because they're the ones that paved the way for you. They're the ones that paved the way for the next generation of superstars to step into that ring and stand before you and perform. That's that's just, you respect them. You respect the veterans. That's just how you do it. But of course, we're again, we're getting Sheldon Benjamin versus Cedric Alexander because Cedric Alexander just cannot leave Sheldon Benjamin alone. He lost to Sheldon Benjamin and he just can't let that go. I like the storyline. I like that they've changed it up a little bit. I like that they've added this, you know, this little spin to it. I like that. The problem I'm having is, is the fact that there's other people in the back that you could use instead of continuing disrespecting a veteran. To me, it that's what it looks I mean, maybe to you guys it doesn't. And if it doesn't, if it does or if it doesn't, give me a shout out on social media. Tell me what you guys think. In my opinion, on my view, on my side, is disrespecting a veteran yet again, which bugs me because WWE are full of veterans. There are veterans all over WWE. Respect them because they're there for you. They're there to teach you the way to become a WWE superstar just like they did. They paved the way for you, so respect them. But of course, Cedric Alexander doesn't. He disrespects Sheldon Benjamin all over the place. I mean, 
He gets Shelton Benjamin so fired up. We see a shot of Shelton Benjamin in that ring. We ain't seen in a long time. And Shelton Benjamin gives him a run for his money. I mean, he puts Cedric Alexander through the ringer. Because Cedric just won't shut up. He won't stop poking. He won't stop picking. And it just fires Benjamin up. Fires him up bad. Of course... Cedric Alexander wins the only way he can win. With an eye rake. Of course, the ref doesn't see it. One, two, three. The match is over. Cedric Alexander wins. Still, Sheldon is mad. I see this storyline being far from over. It's going to escalate into something huge. Something big that's going to push Sheldon Benjamin over the edge. And we're going to see Sheldon Benjamin put Cedric Alexander in his place. I see it coming. They're setting this up. It, it's not looking good for Cedric Alexander. He needs to walk away right now. He beat Sheldon. Walk away. Move on. Of course, we all know Cedric's not going to do that. He's out to prove that he's better than any veteran. And I'm sorry. They paved the way for you. Sit down. Learn the lessons they're teaching you. And be quiet. Of course, Matt Riddle versus Xavier Woods. We all know this escalated last week when after the match, Xavier Woods kind of was you know, being a little funny and goofy, and Matt Riddle knocked him on his butt. This is the first time we've seen the darker side of Matt Riddle in Raw. We saw it back in NXT, but we've never actually physically saw it in Raw. He's always like a little comic play, you know, loves to play around, silly, goofy, the usual Matt Riddle. To see him do this last week was an absolute shock to the Raw universe, because anybody who watched NXT, we know how dark Matt Riddle can get. We've not seen this side of Matt Riddle. Interesting enough, this match was a really good match. Matt Riddle actually showcasing what he could do, but also Xavier Woods showing what he could do. I mean, you're dealing with another, you know, another great competitor. And I mean, Xavier's great. He's really good in-ring performer. The match was great. The match was incredible. But the shocker is how Matt Riddle won. He won everybody with an R. K.O. out of nowhere. He pulled a Randy Orton play out of, out of his hat. I told you guys, the only way Matt Riddle is going to win is to play dirty. To play absolutely dirty. And he picked the dirtiest player in the book, Randy Orton, and pulled an RKO. Randy Orton got to give him props for props to do because it was an incredible RKO. It was a great RKO. Flawless. It was incredible. Gotta give props to Matt Riddle where props is due. The boy did it well. He won well. I was happy to see, I mean, I was happy to see this darker side of Matt Riddle. It's about time we start seeing the true Matt Riddle and how he really is like he used to be toward the end of his career in NXT. Kind of excited to see that. Excited to see that go. So it was an interesting little setup. I liked it. AJ Styles has got a match. And of course in the back he's talking to Almas and trying to get ready. And Almas is trying to talk him up. Get, you know, AJ, you know, get him feeling better. Get him, you know, making him feel, you know, giving him positive, you know, vi you know, positive, you know, words. You know, telling him, AJ, you've got this. You know, almost being a true friend and a true, you know, tag team partner to AJ Styles. We move on to AJ Styles versus Jackson Riker. Now this kind of boiled over from last week. When it was Elias he was facing. And Jackson Riker kind of made a move. And it made almost mad. And it exploded. This feud between Jackson Riker, Elias, almost, and AJ is incredible. 
incredible. It's an incredible feud. Elias is incredible. Jackson Ryker are phenomenal. So to get to see these guys go against AJ Styles and almost, that's just a, that's just a great storyline. It's a great show. I mean, it's great. The, the show is incredible. Of course, almost doesn't come out with him at first. AJ comes out on his own. It's, you know, he comes out on his own. It's a, you know, great fight between him and Jackson Riker. Really good. I mean, AJ and Riker brought it, you know, brought the best out in each other. They brought the fight, and it was a great fight. AJ was ready to pin Jackson Riker when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Elias appeared. Bam! Head with the guitar. Jackson Riker wins the fight. Elias takes off and tries to hide because he knows I've been had. So he goes and hides in the timekeeper's area. And he's sitting there just kind of hiding. It's a cute little thing because he's just crouched down like, <laughs> I got the win. You know, I got one up on OJ. What he doesn't realize is, is he looks up and there stands almost. Almost finds him in the timekeeper's area and drags him out. Elias manages to get away and takes off running. Jackson Riker and him are running like you wouldn't believe, trying to get away from almost because almost is, he is a fast mover. That boy can run and he can run fast. Of course, almost catches him because Elias trips. Typical, typical, typical. You when you're running from a bag, running from a villain, or running from a heel, you have to trip. Typical. Elias trips. Riker gets away. Elias trips. Almost catches him and literally throws him into the Titan. I mean, throws him into the Tron. The screen. You know, this is this disco thing. Elias is out. He took Elias out. I'm loving this. I told you guys I'm loving this storyline between them because it's culminating into a really going to be a really good fight for the tag belts. I see it coming. It's incredible to see this. It's good to see AJ have something other than the New Day as a competition. It's really good. And Elias and Jackson Riker are good. And I think they would be great tag team champions. It's going to be interesting to see. It's it's, it's a really good storyline. If you guys haven't seen it, go on social media, go on Twitter, go on YouTube, go on anywhere. Go look it up. It's an incredible storyline. It's incredible to watch. Fantastic. Looking forward to seeing where this thing's going to go. Here we go again with Seamus. Seamus, Seamus, Seamus. And Alberto Carrillo. Again, we have another. I mean, Carrillo is bound to determine to take Sheamus' title off of him. He wants a shot at that United States title. He wants to prove that he belongs in WWE. Yay, Alberto Carrillo! I am so proud of you. So proud that you are getting a chance to shine. But guys, we seem to be forgetting. There's a third person in this party, and his name is Ricochet. We seem to be forgetting about Ricochet. Of course, we get Sheamus versus Alberto Carrillo. It's a heck of a fight. I mean, Carrillo brings the fight. Sheamus brings the fight. There are incredible moves, incredible fights. You know, it's a great fight. Sheamus does win. Who didn't see that coming? He's holding up the title and he's celebrating. He goes and puts Alberto Carrillo in another clover leaf. Who didn't see that coming? We knew that was coming. And then, out of nowhere, Seamus gets hit by Ricochet. It's like he just popped up out of the sky. Out of the blue, he just appeared and takes out Seamus. Wipes him out. You know, it's just funny to see. He walks up through there, you know, styling profile with, you know, Carrillo steps aside. Let's Carrillo kind of take him out, too. They take off up to the top. They're celebrating. Do we see a triple threat match for the you know, United States title? Could that be where they're going? 
I'm loving this storyline with Seamus and Ricochet and Carrillo. I'm kind of interested to see where this is going to go between the three of them because they're really doing a great job. And they're really giving Carrillo and Ricochet a good push. A good push. And I'm glad to see they're doing this because, like I said, guys, there's a lot of talent in the back that deserves a chance to shine with a title or deserves a chance to be on television. And they're giving Ricochet and Carrillo just that with Sheamus. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to seeing where this match goes. What it leads to. Of course, Natalya and Tamina again have to face Shayna and Nia for the Tag Team Championships. Reginald's in the back, and he's freaked out over what Alexa Bliss did last week. Absolutely freaked out. You can see it, and you can see it. He's just freaked. Shayna does not like it because every time they have a match, Reginald seems to get involved, and it costs them the match at some point, somewhere. So she basically is telling Nia, he needs to stay in the back. I don't care if he's scared of Alexa Bliss or not. He needs to stay in the back. That's just how it is. I don't want to see him in that ring. I don't want to see him anywhere near the ring. So she tells him, you have to stay in the back. This is between me and Nia. You stay in the back. So Reginald, of course, stays in the back. Shane and them are having a great fight between Tamina and Natalya. Tamina took out quick. She took out early. So you know, it's pretty much Shayna and Nia versus Natalya. It's a serious, you know, fight between these three. And, you know, normally when someone's took out that early, you expect for either them to come back or, oh, it's going to be a, you know, just a, a squash match. But the problem is, in the middle of the match, Reginald decides to come out anyways. He walks out to ringside. Shayna is not happy because she told him to stay in the back. She didn't care how scared of Alexa Bliss he was. He needed to stay in the back. Of course, match is going on. Match is looking good. Everything looks great. You know, it's a really, really, really good match. Shayna finally has enough of Reginald. She can't take it no more. She had enough because two times he climbs up on the ring or on the ring side and almost causes him to lose the match. She finally steps out of the ring and basically tells him, Go to the back. I don't want you here. Go to the back. Go. Just go. I told you to stay back there. Go back there. You're going to cause us to lose. Get out of here. Of course, Natalia and Tamina do win that match. But as she tells Reginald to walk away, Reginald does. He listens. He's a little upset and a little shaky because he's scared of Alexa Bliss. But he heads up the ramp. As he gets to the top of the ramp, the top of the ramp, a wall of fire literally in front of him explodes. I mean, out of nowhere, this wall of fire just whoof right in front of Reginald. I mean, directly in front of his face. It came out of nowhere. Naya, Shayna, even Tamina and Natalia are in shock that this thing can't just literally come out of nowhere. Shayna goes up there because Shayna's concerned because Reginald's laying on the ground because it literally poof right up in front of it. And she goes over there, and she picks him up, makes sure he's okay, you know, kind of dusts him off, checks him. You know, you can see Reginald shook up. You can see Shayna shook up. You can see Naya shook up. She's sitting against the wall. They're all shook up because this came out of nowhere. I mean, there was no Alexa on the ramp. There was no Alexa on the Titan Tron. Alexa was nowhere in the build. Boom! Wall of fire out of nowhere. She checks him to make sure he's okay. 
And then finally she starts screaming at him, telling him, again, you have cost us the match. Again, you keep getting in the way. Again, you don't listen when I tell you to stay in the back. If you'd stayed in the back, we would have won. None of this would have happened. I'm tired of this. Here comes the Queen of Spades. She's mad. She's furious. She is fired up. She literally goes at him and tells him, Look, I'm tired of this. I'm done with this. Next week, I'm laying a challenge to you. It's going to be you and me, one-on-one, in the ring to settle this right now. Shayna versus Reginald? This is going to be interesting because I'm not quite sure how this is going to play out. Of course, this was the main event of the night. Yay, WWE! You left the women main event. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cannot thank you enough. Not quite sure how this is going to play out. Not quite sure what's going to happen. You know, with Reginald and Shayna, and now you've got Alexa kind of playing, manipulating in the back. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. It's going to be interesting to see where, uh, how Alexa is going to play into this you know, Shayna-Reginald fight. It's going to be interesting. Is Nia going to get involved? You know, because that's her little, you know, Lothario. She loves Reginald. Not quite sure what is going to happen. We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be an interesting, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what WWE Creative comes up with next week. But like I told you guys, Shayna versus Reginald. Watch this. This is going to be a match you guys are going to need to watch. It's my one to watch for Raw. Watch this match because I promise you, you're probably going to get something really cool out of this. And I'm interested to see what Alexa's going to do. Because we we pretty much figured out Alexa's gunning for Shayna. We just don't know exactly when Alexa's going to make her final move. going to be interesting to see. Now we move on to Friday Night Smackdown for 528. Guys, we all know the situation involving Jimmy Uso and Jay Uso. We all know what's going on. We all know what Jimmy did last week. He set up a tie, you know, a match with him and Jay versus Street Profits. Of course, Roman was not happy because Jay is his right-hand man. Jay does everything for Roman. Roman did not like the fact that Jimmy went behind his back and set up this match. He doesn't want Jay fighting in a match with his brother. He doesn't want that. He wants Jay at his side. Again, Roman playing the little manipulator. Roman trying to keep Jay on his side so that Roman can keep his title. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. In my personal opinion, guys, that's what it looks like. To you guys, it may not. But to me, it seems like Roman is controlling everything Jay Uso does. And he can't get control of Jimmy because Jimmy just ain't going to listen to Roman. Roman's not his boss. Roman's not going to tell him what to do. He has that little fire that his father, Rakishi, had. And he's just not going to take Roman bullying him and telling him what to do lying down. That's not Jimmy Uso. That's not how Jimmy Uso rolls. Of course, it leads up to this week where they, you know, they have a match against the Street Profits. Now, last week, guys, we weren't quite sure after what Roman had said to Jay whether Jay was going to go with Jimmy. We weren't sure how this was going to play out. It opens with Jimmy and Jay together, and they're actually excited about this match. You're starting to see the Usos come back together. And I mean, they're really excited. They can't wait to do this match to team together because they haven't teamed together since Jimmy went out in, you know, in 2019. They haven't seen Jimmy in over a year. So Jimmy hasn't been in the ring. So Jay's kind of excited to get to be with his brother and to get this opportunity to wrestle as a tag team. They're both excited. They're you know, ecstatic about this match because it's, they're just good together. Roman comes in. Who didn't see Roman coming in? and you know Roman doing what Roman do. But you're not quite sure what Roman's going to do. 
and basically he asks his, "Are we good? Are you good? Are you? you know, is everything good? Are you? Are you? Basically, are y'all okay? Is everything good? You know, but acting like the consoling cousin, acting like the consoling cousin. Where did this come from? All of a sudden, Roman wasn't okay with this, and now all of a sudden, Roman's acting like he is. Is it a ploy? Is it a plan? What's Roman doing? What's Roman thinking? He says, he basically looks at Jimmy and goes, okay, what's your end goal here? What's your end goal for this match with the Street Profits? Where are you going with this with Jay? Where, where you, what am I expecting to see from, you know, from this? And he basically says, to win the titles, of course. We, you know, we want to be tag team champions. We, you know, we deserve that. Roman comes, looks at him, and says, you know, so we can be, you know, Jimmy goes, so we can be champs together. You know, we're stronger as a unit if you have your title and we have ours. You know, it makes our, you know, our family look stronger. It makes you look stronger. It may, you know, Jimmy's trying very desperately to get Roman to see that, you know, the two, you know, the, them having tag belts and Roman having, you know, the universal title is just going to make, you know, the faction look stronger. And in truth, it would. It would make Roman look better. You know, they could work together to protect each other's belts. You know, they, it would just be good for the family as a whole. It would look good for Roman as head of the table. And it would make Jimmy and Jay look, you know, be a little bit more, Jimmy be a little bit more loyal to Roman if they got a shot at those titles and they won them. You know, it would just look good as a whole. Basically, he tells them, even though I'm, you know, okay, I, I, I get it. I understand where you guys are coming from. I get it. All I'm going to say to you guys is good luck tonight. That's what I'm going to tell you. That's all I'm saying is good luck tonight on that match. Okay, Roman. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that you're trying to be a little supportive. I see that you're, you know, but are you really? Is he truly trying to be supportive, guys, or is he trying to manipulate yet again, like he always does, to get Jay to see the forest for the trees that Jimmy's trying to come between what him and Roman have, which is, in Roman's opinion, a good thing. Jimmy walks off and he's excited. Oh, he's so excited. Jay stays behind for a second. He's standing next to Roman. And he basically tells him, even though I'm with Jimmy tonight, I'm still with you. I'll always be with you. Because it's you and me. We're always together. I will always back you up. Always back you up. I'm always with you. And he goes, so Roman goes, so tell me. Why don't you tell him that you're with me? Why don't you stand up to Jimmy and tell him you're, you're with me? Jimmy, Jay just looks at him and kind of puzzled and kind of, you know, uh, what's going on? And, Jay, you know, Roman walks off and Jay's a little puzzled. And I'm not puzzled at all. You guys in the wrestling world probably not puzzled either. We get what Roman's trying to do. He's trying to put a wedge between the cousins, between the brothers, because they pretty much, Jay's with Roman. Jimmy is not. And Jimmy is defying Roman at every turn. He sees Jimmy trying to steal his spotlight, even though Jimmy isn't, but in Roman's mind, he is. And he needs to squash it now before it gets out of hand. I don't know where Roman's getting this. To me, as a wrestling fan, and as a female wrestling fan, and as a Roman fan, it would make it... I agree with Jimmy. It would make the family stronger if the you know, all three members had a title. It would make them. I mean, imagine seeing them standing up there with Paul Heyman, Roman with you know his universal title, the Usos with the tag titles. It would make them look good. It would make them look like a strong unit, like a dominating force that would be very hard to stop. 
I mean, it would be like a tornado. You wouldn't be able to stop them because guess what? Jimmy's going to protect Roman because Roman's got a title. You know, Jay's going to protect Roman because Roman's got a title. Roman, in turn, is going to make sure that nobody messes with Jay and nobody's going to mess with Jimmy. So, come on, guys. Come on, guys. It's common sense. Roman doesn't want this to happen, and I don't understand why because it would just look good on Roman as head of the table to let them have the titles. The only thing I can think of is Roman's afraid that Jimmy and Jay are going to steal his thunder. That they're going to take the spotlight away from Roman. Don't know where he's getting at, because they're not. Tag titles are totally different from the Universal title. It's just going to make Roman look stronger if he has those titles too. That's just my opinion. You may disagree. And if you do, like I said, give me a shout out. I, I, I get that you guys might disagree. So we get the Street Profits versus the Usos. Guys, this is an incredible match. It is absolutely one of the most incredible matches that I've seen in a long time. Wasn't really sure with Jimmy being out for over a year if he was going to even be able to have that fire that he had before he went out with the ACL injury. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible to watch. Fantastic match. I mean, these two tag teams brought their A-game. Street Profits, fantastic. Usos, fantastic. Back and forth. What Roman's watching this match in the back with close eyes. Paul Heyman, his counsel, beside him. Roman's watching this closely to see where this goes. Leads me to wonder, is Roman really worn out wanting them to win the titles, or is Roman hoping against hope that maybe they will, and that will sway Jimmy toward him? Not quite sure where Roman stands on this, but he is watching it in the back. It's an incredible match. Of course, guys, the Usos do win that match. I was elated to see them win this. They, after being out for over a year as non-tag team, they deserved this win. This was an incredible, I mean incredible win. Fantastic win for the Usos. I was happy to see them get this. Of course, the Street Profits were not. Who didn't see that coming? We knew that was going to happen. The Dirty Dogs, they get another shot. They, of course, get a rematch because they did lose to the Mysterios at Backlash. So they invoke the rematch clause to face the Mysterios for their tag titles. And, of course, they have an interview talking about how the Mysterios, you know, got lucky that they're not going to get it again. That come on, We're the Dirty Dogs. We're going to get this. You know, little Mysterio doesn't hold a candle to the two of us. Da da da. Who does not see Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode doing this? Who does, this, is, this is classic Roode and Ziggler. It's classic, but it's a great interview. It really is. It's, I mean, it really showcases, you know, the it brings a feud a little more forefront. It, it's a really good, you know, really good interview. We get Natalia and Tamina versus the Riot Squad. All right. We get to see Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Hey, 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 this is good because now we're getting a deal. You know, they're pulling, you know, some women from the back to face the tag team champions. Yay, new competition. Like it. It's a great match. It really is. But, of course, like I said, Tamina and Natalia do win that. Win, you win the match. Not fair to Ruby and Liv because they really, you know, they really gave it their all. They gave it their all. They, you know, put up a good fight. It was good to see a different, you know, 
a different storyline with Tamina and Natalia. We're done with the Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax thing. Let's move on to new competition. You know, let's move on, you know, to, you know, some new, you know, tag team competition that might give us a little bit more of a run. And I'm glad that it was Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan because they're great. I mean, I think that, uh, do I think that they'll be tag team champs? Oh, yes, I do. Do I think they'll take it off Tamina and Natalya? Don't know. It, 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 it could happen. We never know. It could happen. But right now, you know, they're building up to it. They're building up and giving them a little bit of competition between the ladies on Raw and the ladies on SmackDown. And it's a, yeah, it's a good, good competition. We see Adam Pearson. He's sitting there on the phone. And, you know, he's kind of, you know, go scrolling through probably his Instagram or his Twitter. Or he's talking to Sonya Deville. Telling her, you know, what's going on. Keeping her up to date on what's happening, you know, on you know SmackDown and everything. So she knows what's going on. Well, the Usos come in. They want to talk to him. They want to talk to him about their match tonight against the Street Profits. And they basically tell him, hey, hey, Jimmy pitches it. And it's a great pitch. He goes, whoever wins next, you know, tonight, we want a shot at the titles, whether it's the Dirty Dogs or whether it's the Mysterios. We gave a good fight tonight against the Street Profits, and we really want the shot for the titles. Adam Pierce is all for it. He likes it. He likes the idea. Okay, 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 okay. We can do that next week. That that sounds great. That's perfect. Jimmy is excited because now they're going to get a shot at the titles. Now they get a chance to show Roman what they mean. Where, where they're going to I mean, Jimmy gets a chance to show Roman where how what that he's going to stand with him as long as they get the titles. Woohoo! Yay! Jay says not happy because he knows Roman's not going to be happy. Roman doesn't want them to have the titles, and he knows he doesn't. And Jay's just not happy about it. Jay just he has that look of, Roman's not going to like this. Not at all. Here, Jimmy is again calling the shots, and he's just not going to like this at all. Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Yay! Finally! We're getting some more competition for Bianca. Not the same storyline with Bailey all the time. Not the same storyline with Sasha all the time. Like I said, guys, there's other women in the back that can face Bianca and that can give Bianca a run for her money. And Carmilla is incredible at it. She is great. She's magic on the mic. She's magic in the ring. Great competition for Bianca Belair. Of course, the match is really good. It's a really good match between the two ladies. They're doing really good. Bailey comes out. Oh, Bailey comes out. Who did not see Bailey making her appearance because Bailey just can't let it go. So when she sits down, Pat McAfee. Gosh, gotta love. I love Pat McAfee on commentary. He is just he is on fire on commentary, and he basically looks at Bailey and goes, "Were you in the Thunderdome?" Really? No, she just walked out of the thin air. She floated in, Pat. But of course. Matt Michael Cole responding back. No, she was in the street, Pat. She, she was in the street. She just walked in off the... Of course she was in the Thunderdome. She she was waiting for her opportunity to come out. She was... Classic little thing between Pat McAfee and Michael Cole and Bailey. This banter between Bailey and Cole is incredible. And when you throw Matt Pat McAfee into it, it's absolutely... It's amazing to watch. It is so funny. She's calling Bailey a cheater. Ba uh, Bailey's calling, you know, che cheating is cheating. She's basically saying, hey, look, Bianca cheated. She used her hair. I deserve a one-on-one -on -one rematch, a rematch because she cheated. Hold up, Bailey. Hold up. Back up a second. Back up. She cheated? You tried to cheat first, and the ref called you on it. 
she put her feet up on the ropes in the middle of the match with Bianca and got busted. Bailey cheats all the time. Bianca didn't cheat. Bianca did not use her hair to hold her back. Bianca's hair is long enough that it happened to wrap around Bailey. She didn't cheat. Bailey tapped out. You lost, Bailey. Sit down. Be quiet. You lost. You, there is no cheating involved. You're a heel. You cheat all the time. What's the difference? I mean, come on. If you had cheated, do you really think Bianca would have kept going, Oh, you cheated. I need a rematch. Mm-mm. Once a cheater, always a cheater. And you cheat all the time, but that's what heels do. They cheat. Bianca, her hair just happened to be there because her hair is so long. She didn't cheat. She won fair and square. But Bailey's not going to get you. She's not going to let it go. She's just not going to let it go. Not at all. Well, of course, Bianca wins that match. But this is what I'm talking about, about Bailey and Michael Cole and why it's such a classic little bam banter between the two of them. Michael Cole accidentally, and it's accidental, it's brutally obvious it's accidental, calls Bianca Balanca. Bailey calls him on it. She literally, yes, way to go, Bailey, calls him on his mistake and goes, her name is not B- not Balanca, Michael Cole. Her name is Bianca. She calls him on it. This is what I'm talking about, guys. This banter back and forth between Bailey and Michael Cole is classic. It is classic. I love this little banter between the two of them. It's funny. It's cute. It's fun to watch. This Bailey going against Michael Cole, I love. I love it. And Michael Cole will go right back at her. That's why I love it. And when you throw Pat McAfee in, it only gets better. It gets better. Guys, if you ain't seen this, you need to go check out some of their banter back and forth. Some of the things she says to Michael Cole. Go check out when he accidentally called her Balanca. It is great. It is classic. It is hilarious. Of course, after the match, Bailey stands up on commentary, starts laughing and giggling and, you know, poking at Bianca. Bianca doesn't flinch. She's like, come on. Come on, you want to go one more time? Title's right here. I'm right here. Step in the ring. Let's go. It's really interesting. Like I said, guys, I love that they give Bianca more competition. I love Bailey. I don't like, you know, the little inflatable tube man Bailey. I like this Bailey. The only problem I have is that there's other women in the back that deserve a shot at that title. They deserve a shot, a chance to go against Bailey or against Bianca. Carmilla prime example. Let's let's not keep going with Bailey. It's the same as on Raw going with Sasha, you know, with Char- with Charlotte, Oscar, and Rhea. It's the same storyline. Guys, let's move on. Let's you know give Bianca some more kind of different type of competition. Let's give Bailey some more competition and let them build back up to a fight between the two of them. Let's do it that way. That's only fair. That's only fair. To the other women in the back. Of course, my dogs in the background are giving their opinion. They always have to give their opinion, guys. But it's only fair. Of course, then we get the interview with the Mysterios. We had an interview with the Dirty Dogs earlier. Now we're getting an interview with the Mysterios. 
The Mysterios are confident. They're confident that they're going to win. You know, they're, they're first father and son team. It's They're an incredible team. They really are. This push with Dominic is an incredible push. It's an incredible ride for Dominic. And Dominic is a great competitor. He really is. And when you put him in there with his dad, it just it's, it's an amazing match to watch. It's an incredible thing to see. If you guys haven't seen him, go watch them. Go look on social media. Look them up. Look up Ray and Dominic Mysterio. They're incredible. They're great together. They really are. Or go look up Dominic when he faced Seth Rollins. It's incredible. It's incredible to watch. It really is. It's a really good, you know, they're really good together. And I like that they're, you know, they're doing this. Seth Rollins. Ah, yes, the architect. One of you know, one, one of the things I look forward to on Friday nights. I look forward to seeing Seth as much as I look forward to seeing Roman. Seth comes out. Now, for those of you who didn't know, Friday night was Seth's birthday. So yeah, he's kind of excited. It's his birthday. You know, he's kind of, you know, you, you said to Seth. We all, you know, we never quite know what Seth's going to do. He's very unpredictable. You know, he goes on the fly. You don't know what he's going to do. And you, you, you kind of sit on the edge of your seat and go, hmm, what's he going to do? What are we going to see? I'm kind of excited to see this. What's going to happen? Well, he comes out and, you know, he's kind of standing there and he's talking that he isn't here to fight. That he isn't, you know, doesn't really want to fight. He just kind of wants to talk and, you know clear the air so to speak and uh he basically says he wants to call and basically he tries to call cesaro out we all know cesaro isn't there guys we all know he's not there but seth tries he tries we all know Cesaro's not there seth keeps trying to get him to come out you know come on cesaro you and i need to talk da 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 cesaro doesn't come out because cesaro isn't there we know he's not there seth knows he's not there but he tries he said, basically, Seth says, what is he thinking? He's not here. He goes, of course he's not here to ruin my birthday. He's not here to destroy my birthday. He wouldn't be here to ruin it. No, 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 no. He's like, I'm going to, he goes, basically, guys, I'm going to remind you guys why he isn't here. Why Cesaro isn't here. So he plays the attack that happened last week where he, you know, curb stomped him twice you know, took him out, blah, blah, blah. They played up on the Titantron for everybody to see so Seth can admire his handiwork. One more time. Classic Seth Rollins. Admire his handiwork. You know, we get to see everything, you know, da, da, da. And then after the attack, he says, well, I have a little secret for you guys. I have some exclusive footage for you guys from Cesaro's hospital bed so that you guys can hear this exclusive footage, it's a secret. Shh, don't tell anybody. Don't say anything to anybody. It's between you and me. You know, back, he plays this, I mean, it is, it, it's goofy. It's it's classic Seth Rollins. It's absolutely goofy. Guys, you're going to have to go, I can't even describe it. You guys are going to have to go on social media and check this out. Because I can't even describe what he uses. It's unbelievable. But, of course he's making fun. Of Cesaro, because Cesaro isn't there. Yeah, he's having a little fun. You know, da, da, da. then he kind of goes straight face. It's like the light switch cuts off, and you know he kind of looks like that soft Seth Rollins that you know the face Seth Rollins that we all know. He claims he about blacked out. He doesn't remember what happened. It's like Cesaro kicked on a light switch and set something off in him, and he blacked out. He did this way back when with Aleister Black. He did this way back when with Cesaro, you know, with, with Rey Mysterio. We've seen this happen before. And he kind of claims again that he blacked out, that he doesn't remember what happened. When he came to, he was yelling at Cesaro on the stretcher. And, 
he couldn't understand why he was doing it and you know blah 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 he says you know we got to put the blame on somebody because the blame is not on me I didn't do this this is not my fault not my fault at all but I know whose fault it is partially it's Cesaro's but the other partial part is it's you guys the fans the WWE universe you take the blame along with Cesaro what how do we have anything to do with what Cesaro does we cheer everybody we boo everybody that's what we do as fans we have our favorites and we have our people we don't like because they're heel how in the world could we as WWE fans and you guys probably agree could we have anything to do with what Cesaro does when he goes in that ring the decisions he makes the things that we're not creative we didn't do this but anyways he puts the blame on us and then he starts singing happy birthday to me and walks out you know kind of walks off we're like I'm sitting there the whole time going what how am I have anything to do with what Cesaro does I just cheer him on when he comes in the ring just like I cheer you when you come in the ring or when you do something that you know gets my attention like going up to Roman and get right in his face yeah how am I to blame interesting to see where they're going with this still don't know exactly where Seth falls into this whole thing with Cesaro and Roman don't quite know what is going on don't know what creative is doing but creative has a plan for everything and I'm interested to see where they're gonna go with this I'm interested to see what's gonna happen it's gonna be an interesting you know setup real interesting setup now as I told you guys last week Kevin Owens did, does get a shot at Apollo Crews for his Intercontinental title I was excited about this match I was really really excited about this match guys I was really looking forward to it but we get Kevin Owens versus Apollo Crews. And it's a good match. Of course, Commander Azeems is out there. As always, Apollo can't go out and face anybody without that little tag along with him. Granted, the last couple matches that Apollo Crews has had, Commander Azeems has kind of stayed out of it. Kind of impressed. Kind of impressed that, you know, they're kind of changing it up a little bit, not letting his, you know, his little tag along get involved. This is an incredible match back and forth. Apollo showcasing what he can do. Apollo is impressing me. This is a side of Apollo Crews we've never seen before. And he's impressing me. Kevin Owens? Classic Kevin Owens. Doing what Kevin Owens always does. Go in that ring. Take charge. Take people out. Move on. Incredible. Absolutely. This match, if you guys have not seen it, go on social media and type in Kevin Owens versus Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title and go watch this. It's an incredible fight. Incredible. Of course it gets up to Kevin Owens getting ready to hit. He hits a stunner on he actually does physically hit a stunner on Apollo. Getting ready to tag him when all of a sudden you know just tap him out or make him you know pin him. All of a sudden out of the blue here you see Commander Azeem's running around the ring he looks like Braun Strowman running around this ring flies up and nails Kevin Owens with a Nigerian nail in the neck I mean nail but one flying motion you don't even I mean it's so quick you don't even unless you if you blink you miss it it's so quick which causes a DQ giving Kevin Owens the win 
But of course, Paulo Cruz gets to keep his title. Kevin is literally in the ring. The refs are in the ring. Medical staff is in the ring. You know, you know, the team from the back is in the ring. Everybody's trying to get Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens can't breathe. He's grabbing a hold of his neck. He's coughing. He's having a hard time breathing. I mean, he hit him so fast. You never saw it. I mean, it was a one quick stabbing motion, and it was done. It, I mean, the whole time he's rolling around, he can't breathe. He, I mean, you're literally panicking, thinking, oh, my, this could be bad because he hit him right in the throat. This, this could be dangerous because of how fast he hit him. I mean, it was a quick hit. But, you know, it, it, we don't know. We don't know what's going on with Kevin. And, of course, you know, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee said they're going to let us know later on the night. Give us an update on Kevin and let us know what's going on. We go back to Roman and Jay. Here we go again. They're staying focused on this Roman and Jay and Jimmy storyline, which I love because it's a good change-up. It's a good change-up for Roman. It's a great change-up for Roman and for, you know, for Jimmy and Jay. It's a really good put. I mean, it's a really good storyline between them. But, uh, so, Roman asked Jay, so, you got the match next week? Jay goes, yeah. He says, yeah, we got the match next week for the titles. Yeah. He says, why did you tell me you were with me if you're going to be with him? Why did you do that? Why Why did you lie to me? Why did you tell me you were with me if you're going to do this with him? Yeah. Jimmy, Jay's a little confused because Jay is always, you know, he's always got Roman's back. He's always had Roman's back. And Roman is really not happy with this. And you can see he's not happy with the way things are going with Jimmy and Jay. He's starting to see Jay slip away from him and Roman's not happy. He wants Jay with him. He wants to separate the brothers so they can't have their, you know, their excitement, you know, their fame, and their, you know, get the titles. He's just not happy. And you can tell Roman doesn't want him going for the titles. He doesn't want Jay Jim teaming up with Jimmy. He just doesn't want it. Roman's not happy, and he's trying to get Jay to turn on Jimmy. And you can see Jay having that conflicting in his mind. He just doesn't want to do it because it's his brother. I mean, blood is thicker than water. You know, you're more closer together when it's the two of you. And it's really bugging, you know, Jim, you know, Jay. He's not quite sure what to think about it. And, you know, it's bugging him bad. And, you know, it's 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 an interesting storyline. Because you're not quite sure where this is going to go. Because they get a title shot next week. Either against the Dirty Dogs or the Mysterios. Could Roman get involved in that? You don't know. I mean, it's just, it's Jay, Jay going to turn on Jimmy. Could they win the titles? Could Roman be happy to see them win the titles? We don't know. Right now, it just seems Roman doesn't want that. And it's not looking good. It's not looking good. And you're starting to see Jay see what Jimmy's trying to tell him. Trying to get Jay to realize Roman is using you. He's using you. You need to get back on track. Get focused. And get you know, get what you want. Don't let Roman tell you what to do. You do what you want. What is good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, if we win these titles, it's going to look good for Roman. And you, we, if we win them, we're going to show Roman that it's going to look good for him. You know, you got to be on the same page with me, buddy. You got to be with me. Are you with me? Or are you not with me? That's it's it's going to be interesting to see what where this goes. Of course, it kicks in. Last week, we had a surprise. Ricky Boogs, and for those of you who don't know who he is, he is from NXT. He's, you know, he showed up with Shinsuke Nakamura last week, and it was an incredible little segment leading with him and Baron Corbin. Great segment. 
Of course, he shows up again, and he's playing for Shinsuke Nakamura. He's got the electric guitar. He's rocking out. Pat McAfee's happy to see him. He goes, look, it's Boogs. You know, he's so excited. I'm loving Pat McAfee right now on commentary. I'm absolutely loving him, and it's incredible to see this. It's incredible to watch this. But this is great because, I mean, Ricky Boogs is really good. He can really play. And he's sitting there just rocking out Shinsuke's, you know, theme music. Shinsuke with the crown, you know, just loving this for Shinsuke Nakamura right now. Loving where they're going. Killing me. It's just killing me. I love it. It's incredible. You guys may not. You guys might like Shinsuke a different way. I like this Shinsuke Nakamura. I like where this is going. Of course, Shinsuke gets Chad Gable. Yay, someone different. Nice job, SmackDown Creative. Give us something different. It's nice to see when you give us something different. Otis attacks Shinsuke before the bell even rings. This is not looking good. Right off the bat, it's not looking good. The match, of course, does start. Chad Gable trying really hard to, you know, to beat Shinsuke. Guys, come on. You can't take Shinsuke Nakamura down. It does not matter what you do to this man. He gets back up and he will whoop you. I mean, he'll whoop you. Of course, Shinsuke does exactly that. Kinshasa, it's over. Chad Gable loses. Shinsuke wins. But, Shinsuke's looking for his crown after the match is over. He's like, give me my crown, give me my crown. Ref doesn't know where the crown is. He turns around and Baron Corbin's standing there holding the crown. This is mine. You are not the king. You didn't win this fair and square. I did. You stole this. This crown belongs to me. Nice, Corbin. Nice, Corbin. Nice. This is mine. This is mine. This is mine. Well, Ricky Boogs isn't going to put up with that. He pulls some little stunt to distract Corbin. Woof! Shinsuke runs off with the crown. They're up there rocking out, you know, doing the little. I'm loving this storyline between Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricky Boogs, and King Corbin. I'm loving it. This storyline is incredible. I love it. It's incredible. Fun to watch. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, we finally get an update with Kevin. Kevin's in the back being taken care of by medical staff. He can hardly talk. He's got a raspy voice. You can tell he's coughing. You know, they're trying to put an ice pack on his neck to try to help him out. Because like I told you guys, this Nigerian nail was quick. It was like a boom, stabbing motion. Quick. And it caught Kevin off guard. And it hit Kevin pretty hard. He's back there and he's coughing. And, you know, uh, and Adam Pierce comes back to check on him. Because Adam Pierce, you know, he's concerned about every member of his, you know, his roster on both Raw and SmackDown. He comes back there to check on him, you know, to talk to, you know, the medical staff and see how Kevin's doing. If Kevin's going to be okay. You know, what's going on? And Kevin just basically looks at him and asks for another match against Apollo Crews. He wants another I mean, raspy voice. You know, he sounds like this. He wants a match. He seriously wants another match. So he tells him, look, I want another match with Apollo Crews. Adam goes, okay, I'll give you that match. But I'm going to give you something even better. Commander Azim's is banned from ringside. He cannot be at ringside with Apollo Crews. It will be you and Apollo Crews one-on-one. No Commander Azim's. Kevin lays back down. As a wrestling fan, I'm literally jumping up and down going, Hallelujah! You're finally going to make Apollo Crews fight a fair fight against an opponent. You're not going to have Commander Azim's there destroy, causing a distraction. Apollo's going to have to win this on his 
own. No distraction, no nothing. He's going to have to prove that he is truly a good fight fighter and that he's truly a true Intercontinental Champion. I'm happy about this. I'm elated that Commander Azeems is not going to be there because it was a mess. I mean, Kevin Owens can hardly talk because of a Nigerian nail. Yay, thank you, Adam Pearce, for giving us this one-on-one -on -one match with Apollo Crews. Finally, we're going to get to see if Apollo Crews really can stand up and defend his title properly without an interruption. Of course, we know Apollo Crews isn't going to be happy about that. He's going to be mad, and we're going to know about it. We're going to hear about it next week. We know we are. Sorry, Apollo. He, uh, Adam Pearce is the general manager. You're going to have to do what he says. I, I don't care whether you like it or not. You're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it and prove that you can defend your Intercontinental title on your own without any outside interference. Now we have the main event. It's that rematch for the tag team titles, the Dirty Dogs versus the Mysterios. Now, before the match, we find out Ray's back there doing his usual, you know, his prayer, you know, before every wrestler sometimes does that. Before match, they pray and, you know, that they'll have a good match, that everything will be good. Dominic comes up and he tells Dominic, I'll be fine. Let me finish this up. We'll go. Well, right before the match, it happens. We see the Dirty Dogs in the ring. They're standing in the ring. Guys, they're in the ring. They are not in the back. They are in the ring with the ref waiting for the Mysterios to come out. Rey Mysterio gets attacked in the back. Couldn't have been the Dirty Dogs because they were in the ring, guys. This isn't like at Backlash where we obviously saw them attack <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. They were in the ring. Couldn't have been the Dirty Dogs. Could, could not have been Ziggler and Rude because, like I said, they were in the ring. So who attacked Ray? Questions. Pondering. Adam Pierce is sitting there with him, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Dominic ain't letting that fly. Dominic's like, no, 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 no. You'd helped me out when I got attacked at Backlash. I'm going to help you out. And Ray's trying to talk him down. Ray's trying to keep him from going, trying to keep him from fighting. Dominic goes out. Here we go again. Handicap match. Ziggler and Rue versus Dominic Mysterio. The whole time this is going on, in the back, Rude and Ziggler are trying to get them to count them out so that they can get the titles. The ref refuses. He's like, no, I'm going to give them a chance to come out. It, you know, it's only fair. They keep telling him, count them out, count them out. The whole time, yeah, Rude's like, he won't come out. The little, little boy won't come out here. Ray does. Or Dominic does. He comes out and proves, hey, I'm not taking this line down. I'm going to stand up for my family. I'm going to defend this these titles because my daddy did it for me. I'm going to do it for him. So we got a handicap match. Dominic versus Ziggler and Rude. And it's a great match. It's an incredible match. You know, I don't like handicap matches anyways because it isn't fair to the one person who's having to face the other two. But Dominic really does hold his own. He, I mean, he really does. He really shows what he can do. Of course, Eventually, it gets to be two-on-one, and it's just it's a big old mess, and it gets really crazy. Well, Ray, out of the blue, comes out right toward the end of the match, walks out on the entrance ramp long enough to distract Dolph Ziggler, and Dominic pins Dolph Ziggler for one, two, three. The Mysterios keep the titles. The whole time this is going on, that, you know, Roman's in the back watching this whole thing because Roman knows this match has been set up for whoever wins faces Jimmy and Jay. And he doesn't approve of this match anyways. He doesn't approve of it, but he's watching anyways. 
Jimmy and Jay, after the match is over, come out together as a unit. And basically do their little banter back and forth. You know, this is so penitentiary. They look great together. I'm pretty sure Roman's in the back completely and absolutely saying, uh-uh, not having this. Something's got to be done. I, I know he is. He's not, he's biting at, you know, chomping at the bit because he's not happy that these two are actually, well, Jay's listening to Jimmy and they're actually working together. He's not happy with this. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to the Mysterios versus the Usos. Do I think the Usos will win? Oh, yeah, I do. I think they've got this. As long as Roman stays out of it. As long as Jay doesn't get overzealous and cost Jimmy and him the match. They got to stay focused. They got to stay on top of it. And they could win this thing and prove to Roman that they deserve to have these titles. Could Roman play a factor in it? Yes. Could Jay play a factor in it? Yes. Don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what creative does with this. Because this is all leading up to something. Something big. And I don't know what it is quite yet. But it's something big. It's going to be interesting to see, guys. It's going to be an interesting, you know, really interesting to see, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm pretty sure you guys are too. Like I said, that's that's my one to watch for SmackDown this for next week is the Usos versus the Mysterios for the tag titles. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. And I'm telling you guys, you don't want to miss it. Don't miss it. It's going to be incredible. Now, guys, I want to thank y'all again for listening because without you guys, there would be no in the ring with Brandy, and I deeply appreciate it. I deeply appreciate your opinions. I love to hear your shout-outs and your comments. Give me a shout-out. Any questions you have, I'll respond back. You know, I'm always loving to hear from my fans. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. If you don't want to talk about WWE, we can talk about AEW, New Japan, whatever you want to talk about. I'm, I would love to hear from you guys. Remember, follow me on social media on my Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Nights with a Z. Nights with a Z. And on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. You know, give me a shout out. Tell me what you guys think. You know, on any of the matches that I covered in Raw or SmackDown or any match you guys want to talk about. Any kind of wrestling news you want to talk about. We'll talk about it. We'll, you know, we'll chat. We'll give you. Know, just give me a shout out and tell me what you think. And like I said, guys, thank you so much for listening. I don't know what I'd do without you guys. And I really appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Have a great night, guys. Thank you so much.